Hello and welcome to episode 72 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business, are you just thinking about starting one? Then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And before we jump into this episode, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to all our Vegan Business Tribe members because this podcast and the website and all the work that we do to champion and skill up the vegan business scene, it's all largely funded by our membership site over at veganbusinesstribe.com. And there are two sides to the work that we do. So first, there's all the visible stuff that you get to see. So the website, the podcast, building that community. But then there's also the increasing amount of behind the scenes work that we do now that you don't really get to see. But it is equally important to our mission. Because as Vegan Business Tribe's reach continues to grow, we are regularly approached by the media, by organisations and some very influential individuals too. And they're all looking for more information and support around the vegan sector. And we've provided data to the BBC for news stories. We've had discussions around legislation in the plant-based business sector. We've even helped TV companies find vegan products for shows. And we're always on hand to give a quote or to do an interview. And not only does all this allow us to positively influence the representation of veganism in the wider business scene, but it also leads us to finding some really cool opportunities for our members too. And we could not do everything that we do without the support of our members over on the Vegan Business Tribe website. So if you truly believe in our mission to grow and skill up the vegan business scene, then I only ask you to do one thing to support us. And that's come and sign up to be part of our vegan business tribe community and it will cost you less per month than if you bought a cup of coffee every week from your local coffee shop so you can't say fairer than that but not only does your membership mean that we can keep putting out this podcast every week and just keep doing everything we do to champion the vegan business scene around the world but you also get access to so much content in our Vegan Business Academy. You get to come along to all our online networking meetups and business clinics. And you also get full access to our community of vegan business owners in our community hub. And these are the people who believe in your mission and they want to help you grow your business because your mission is the same as theirs. So if you haven't signed up yet, or maybe you didn't even know we had the membership site, the event and all the extra member only content, then stop lurking and just head over to the website at veganbusinesstribe.com. And then not only can you support the work that we're doing, but we can also support the important work that you're doing with your business too. Okay, so 
let's get started with today's topic. And one of the reasons that we're looking at the vegan children's sector is because of a new report that the Vegan Society have published called Vegan Food for Children. And the Vegan Society's Commercial Insights team, they have been doing some pretty amazing work recently. They've been relentless in the industry insights that they've been producing over the last couple of years, which is just really useful for people like myself. It makes my life so much easier when I can actually pull out some hard statistics to back up the content we produce and some of the conversations we're having at the moment. And I'm going to be sharing some of those stats with you from that report. But I would say, if you've got a real specific interest in the vegan children's sector, then go download that report for yourself so that you you can read it in full. Just Google vegan food for children from the Vegan Society. Or you can also go to the statistics page in the media section of the Vegan Society's website. Just click on the families and children link and you'll find the report there too. And the reason that I really wanted to look at the vegan children's sector today is, well, for me and Lisa, having a vegan business, it's our form of activism, just like it is for the vast majority of vegan business owners and probably yourself too. We want to use the skills that we have to move the vegan cause forwards. And I've been asked a number of times if I think we'll actually ever see a vegan world. And my answer every time is the same. Absolutely we will. I genuinely have no doubt about that. But it's going to take two generations. If children adopt veganism now, then they won't have to face the same hypocrisies that we did when we came to veganism later in life. And their children will be vegan from birth. And killing and eating animals, it will just be seen as an alien concept. And that's partially because children just get veganism. It's the reason why the truth about where a lot of our food comes from has to be kept from us when we're children. And once a child understands that a food product is not just from an animal, but it also resulted in the death of that animal. When they realise that, they are very passionate to find an alternative. In fact, if you do go and download the Vegan Society report, they actually quote me saying just that on page six. And it makes a lot of sense that the vegan children's market, and especially the food sector, is right on the edge of seeing explosive growth right now. Because if you turn vegan as an adult in the UK then there is a good chance that you turn vegan around 2017 or after. Because that's when we saw a hockey stick kind of sharp curve in people taking up veganism, especially in the UK. And a lot of those people were young adults who are now meeting each other at events like Vegan Campout, or they're using vegan dating and friendship finder apps like Vegly and VegPal. And naturally, they're now beginning to start families. And if you are vegan yourself and you have a new child, then 
you're not going to want to give that child products taken from animals. But in the same way that you had to overturn everything you had been led to believe about healthy nutrition for yourself when you turned vegan, doing that when you're pregnant or you've just had a new baby and you're wondering what you can feed it, it's hard. There is huge pressure to give children dairy especially and that pressure it's not just directly from the dairy companies but it's also from our families we have been told since we were kids ourselves that you need milk taken from cows to grow healthy bones and teeth and it's simply not true you need calcium and there are far more practical ways to get that calcium in our bodies than to keep impregnating cows over and over and then dispatching of their babies so that we can have their milk in our lattes. So the companies who are positioning themselves to solve these problems for vegan parents and guardians, they're really looking at a whole new marketplace. Alpro now have a children's follow-on milk from one to three years old, and it's soy-based and fortified with calcium and vitamin D. We're seeing a rise in vegan children celebrities, such as Omari McQueen, who, at 12 years old, already has his own vegan cooking show on CBBC. Our own Vegan Business Tribe member, Mark Bidewell, he helped his five-year-old son, Harry, launch his merchandise company, Vegan Squirrel. And Harry was described by a national newspaper as the UK's youngest vegan activist. And this year, we've got the first Vegan Kids Festival, which is a weekend-long event run by another of our Vegan Business Tribe members, Dana Burton. And that will have hundreds of vegan children and families in attendance. And just as an aside... I don't know how much I'm allowed to say at the moment, but there is a chance that you might just see Vegan Business Tribe camped out at the Vegan Kids Festival this year. I know we're big kids ourselves, but if you've got kids and you want an excuse to spend the weekend glamping in the woods, then do go check out their website at vegankidsfestival.co.uk because I know tickets are already selling fast. Okay, so... Why else am I tipping the vegan children's sector as one of the next big growth areas? Well, let's take a look at some of those stats. We know that 3 to 5% of the population identifies as vegan, but in children, it's far higher. In 2021, the BBC Good Food Survey asked 100 children in the UK aged 5 to 16 year olds, and they found that 8% of children said that they already followed a vegan diet, but a further 15% said they would like to follow a vegan diet. Now, that's 15% of a population under 16 saying that were they in charge of all their food choices, they would be considering going vegan. And another study by YouGov in 2019 found that nearly 
30%, of 11 to 18-year-old meat eaters wanted to reduce the amount of meat they ate. But they identified barriers of not enough plant-based options in school canteens and the prevalence of advertising for meat-based fast foods as a real issue. Separate research carried out by Linda McCartney Foods also suggested that 70%, 70% of British children want more meat-free meals available on their school menus. So, coming back to the new Vegan Society report on vegan food for children, from their survey of parents and guardians, they reported that almost 40% said that either their children were already vegan or vegetarian or had expressed an interest in becoming vegan. Now, of course, in the interests of fairness, that does mean that around 60% of respondents said that their children were not and had expressed no interest in becoming vegan. But the 40% who were, that's staggering. In a few years... All these young people who are either already vegan or very pre-aligned towards vegan products, they're going to be making their own food choices and they're going to have their own incomes to spend. But at the moment, they're putting huge pressure on their parents and guardians to buy vegan and plant-based food. So the industry needs to quickly catch up because in the same survey, the Vegan Society also asked about people's views of the availability of children's vegan food. And 68% agreed that more could be done by the food industry to develop vegan food products that were especially aimed at children and especially healthy vegan alternatives, with nearly 69% saying they'd like to see more healthy vegan food options for children. Now, I know, I know, before you start shouting at me, food made from plants can be the healthiest food out there and also the cheapest and easiest to make. We know that. But when you're on the outside looking in, it is easy to see vegan food as being all burgers and meat replacements. So that statistic, it just goes to show that to the marketplace, there is a problem that isn't being filled by enough products. Children do eat processed food, and especially when outside the home and probably inside the home more than we care to admit. So plant-based food products that are not just exciting for children, but are also demonstrably healthier to their parents and guardians. That is a big opportunity right now. In fact, the Vegan Society's research, it went on to ask how parents think the food industry could encourage children to eat more vegan food. And the most popular option was for manufacturers to develop more vegan food products specifically aimed at children. But what surprised me was what the least popular answer was, which was to encourage the government around new initiatives aimed at children. And the reason that this stood out to me was because government, it has a huge role to play in promoting plant-based food over animal-based, especially in institutions like school. As I said, cow milk 
is still subsidised in many UK schools. Government and NHS advice on nutrition, it still goes against the latest research and findings when it comes to animal-based products and nutrition, especially so when it comes to children. And when the Vegan Society asked what kinds of vegan foods parents would like to see schools offering more of, plant-based milks and cheeses, they were right at the bottom of the list. Children's dairy-based yogurts, which can be full of sugar, still make it into children's lunchboxes because of their advertised calcium content, which all comes back to this myth that children need milk from cows, even though it's the most horrendous process that we could have dreamed up to get calcium. And we're going to see a lot more around this. There are battles going on in courtrooms across the world at the moment about what terminology can and can't be used to describe products not made from animals. There are legal challenges to stop a product using the word milk if it's made from plants, completely regardless that we've had coconut milk and even coconut meat for centuries. These challenges are being brought by the animal industries trying to protect their falling sales. But just wait until vegan children's products start hitting the mainstream. It's already been suggested that raising children as vegan could be considered a case for social services and should be investigated as child abuse. If we're going to prevent similar public opinion and attempted legislation being brought in over vegan food being promoted to children, then we'd need to be engaging governments and lawmakers in conversations now. Because lobby groups, they will look to influence public opinion even further against vegan food for children. Those fears that grandparents and our wider families will have about you raising your child vegan, they will be easily stoked. So companies looking to meet the demand of this new vegan market will need to make education a massive part of their offering. They will need to successfully educate the fact that it's the actual vitamin or mineral that the child needs for healthy growth. And it's got little effect what food source they come from. And that's not going to be a simple task. But this new market, it is coming. Last year in 2021, Quorn launched their awesome nuggets, which are vegan breaded nuggets shaped like dinosaurs. Now, Quorn isn't yet a vegan company, but let me tell you, from the conversations that we've had with their research and development team, they're trying to be. As a company that is the grandmother of meat replacement products, Quorn are very uncomfortable with how much impact they still have on animals because they use egg as a binding agent in their main products and how much effort and money they have put into finding an alternative over the past few years, which is starting to show results. It's resulting in the release of vegan Quorn products. 
And market research shows that half of all 7 to 15-year-olds eat chicken nuggets at least once a fortnight. So if you're going to introduce a vegan product to try and move children away from eating animals, then nuggets, that's just the obvious place to start. And because parents kind of know that chicken nuggets, they're not the healthiest of foods. So it's one that they're going to be happier to swap out with plant-based. We're also seeing all the major fast food chains introducing very respectable animal-free versions of their main products. Now, more does need to be done on the health side. But I think we can say the same about a lot of food aimed at children, which is why many vegan children's products, they're just leaning on an open door with parents here. If choosing a plant-based food over one made from animals is seen as part of meeting that healthier food challenge, even if it's nuggets, then that is all for the good. And again, Coming back to the vegan society, this year we've seen the society appoint an education officer to provide CPD accredited training to teachers and schools on vegan inclusion. So work is starting to really bring veganism squarely into the classroom. But we're also seeing the growth of veganism outside of just food when we're talking about children. Organisations such as Vegan Kids, who are the company behind Vegan Kids Festival, they're bringing together young people who share the same ethics. Children, they make some of the most passionate and persuasive activists and they just care about the world that they live in like no generation before them. Young vegan campaigner Genesis Butler, she was one of the youngest people to give a TED talk at just 10 years old. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, better known as PETA, have got a wonderful initiative called PETA Kids that provides tons of information for both vegan children and their guardians. And now, With my slightly opportunistic hat on, I would say that for businesses, there is definitely money to be made in supporting children's interest in veganism, just as there is money to be made around any children's interest. But there's opportunities here for TV and YouTube shows to be made for vegan children. There's books to be written, such as the amazing Vivi the Super Vegan series by Tina Newman. There's support needed for vegan parents and education needed for places that look after and cater for vegan children. There's experiences wanting to be had, cooking classes and events. I mean, the family section of a vegan campout last year, it was possibly the most vibrant area of the whole event. I just wanted to stay there doing Zumba and face painting with the toddlers all weekend. But away from those business opportunities that are undeniably there, the real opportunities that we should all see is the future these vegan children are going to bring. I will even go so far as to say that the quickest way to bring about a vegan world will be to put all our efforts into bringing children onto this journey with us and then just getting the hell out of the way. 
five-year-old Harry Bidewell from Vegan Squirrel, he's probably converted more people over to veganism than I have. He even got his nursery chain to do Veganuary and introduce one plant-based day a week across all their sites. Greta Thunberg has had more impact on climate awareness than some of the world's leading climate scientists. This is their world. And our job is to remove all the preconceptions that were passed down to us about our relationship with animals and just make sure that they're not passed down to our children. We just need to let them make the more compassionate and cruelty-free world that we know they can. Okay, so let's have a quick recap of our look into the vegan children's sector, and especially the food sector, with a quick bullet point rundown of what we've just spoken about. Number one, if you want a more detailed rundown on the stats that we've spoken about today, do go check out the Vegan Society's research that I've been quoting from. Just Google the Vegan Food for Children's report from the Vegan Society, or you can also go to the statistics page in the media section of the Vegan Society's website and click on Families and Children. Two, we're going to see huge growth in the vegan children's market over the next few years. As more and more young adults turn vegan, more people will be having children who are vegan from birth. This leads to a lot of unique problems for those parents that have yet to be solved. So that means lots of opportunities for businesses that can solve them. Three, the stats are really significant. Whereas maybe 3-5% to of the general population identify as vegan, 8% of children already follow a vegan diet, and as high as 15% would like to. 40%, of the parents surveyed by the Vegan Society said that their children were already vegan or vegetarian or had expressed an interest in becoming vegan. Four, research also shows that there is a big marketplace for vegan products specifically aimed at children, but it's hugely underserved. Quorn's Rawsome Vegan Nuggets is just a great example of a company who has made a big success by leveraging this, even if nuggets are not the most healthy example. Five, Education and legislation is going to play a big part in this sector. In the Vegan Society survey, parents were not in as much favour of offering vegan replacements for cow milk and dairy yogurts. And cow milk is still subsidised in many UK schools. We've had a whole lifetime of being told that children need dairy that we just need to unwind. Six, it's not just food that we should be paying attention to in the vegan children's sector. There are lots of opportunities for entertainment products, for education, for socialising, for books and experiences. And seven, if we want to move the vegan cause forwards, then we need to look no further than the young people of today – I truly believe that we're two generations away from a vegan world. And in many ways, we just need to get out of their way. 
And that is it. And just to add one final point, I'm dedicating this week's bullet point list to our vegan business tribe member, Mitali Depakatha from The Vegan Publisher, because Mitali said she doesn't always have time to listen to the full podcast. So she fast forwards to the bullet points at the end just to make sure that she's not missing out. Now, from anybody else, I could be offended at that, but I know how busy Mitali is at helping people publish their story. So, Mitali, those bullet points were just for you. Okay, so thank you for joining us this week. And do go take a look at the Vegan Society's report if you've got a real interest in this sector. And also, if you're not actually a member of the Vegan Society, then what are you playing at? You know, few, if any of us, would be vegan today if it wasn't for the Vegan Society. They do absolutely amazing work at changing the world's view on veganism. And the least we can do as vegans ourselves is sign up to support them with a yearly membership. And as always... If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do give us a five-star review on iTunes or a thumbs up or whatever your podcasting platform lets you do, just to share that you've enjoyed this podcast. It really makes a huge difference to us finding new listeners. And if you are really serious about growing your vegan business and you also want to support the work that we do at Vegan Business Tribe, then do go check out the website website at veganbusinesstribe.com and just click on the join button on the homepage to find out how you can do all of that. So thank you for listening. Lisa and I, we really appreciate you giving up your time to join us every week and I will see you on the next one. <laughs>